Hello, everybody. It's Judith. Hey, and it's Corey. And we are back in 2020 with Tinseltown yes, Tea. Yes, 2020. Okay, You already know it's our year. And we're starting off with a little bit something new. First of all, if you're joining us for the first time, mm-hmm. this is a podcast about two black women who are screenwriters in the game on the outside in. Okay, we both have jobs in the industry, but we're trying to get in the writer's room. Okay? Yes, ma'am. We want our scripts to make us that money. Yes, ma'am. We need to get paid ASAP. All about those coins. And we know we're not the only ones. We know that there are people out there who are trying to get their stuff written and paid for. And that's what this podcast is about. We talk about what's going on in Hollywood. We um, shout out some of the artists that are especially black and brown creatives Mm -hmm. who are out here making waves, doing big things. We support, especially in our segment with Niggas You Should Know. Mm -hmm. And we have fun. We do Would You Rather. We go over the segments. We also have a main segment. But today we're going to throw it away a little bit. Because we have a special guest. We sure do. We're so excited. <laughs> yes, we are. So before I give it all away, um, you know, we <laughs> we only hang with bad bitches. I mean, <laughs> yes, it's just ma'am. a fact. It's, <laughs> it's just true. Very true. So the, the woman we have in the studio today, um, she began her career as a Ford model. Okay? That means Ford Agency hired her yes, to walk the ma'am. runways, to wear the clothes. You bet her. Okay. Okay. To sell the fashion. Fashion. <laughs> okay. Mm, mm, Not mm. playing with you. Mm, mm. Okay. But she didn't stop there. Okay. She's worked with renowned photographers. We're talking about Peter Lindbergh, oh. Stephen Klein. Ooh. I mean, published in Bazaar, The Face, Ooh. ID, Essence. I'm scared of her. I know you hoes heard of Essence. <laughs> I know you know. have. I know you Let have. Know. But again, she didn't stop there with fashion. She went on, like, not just walking the runway. She went on to be a designer. Mm, I'm scared of her. Costume department designer. And then she used that talent for film. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. First film, The Beatle Fan. And since then, she's gone on to make more. Now, she's over out here on you hoes. <laughs> First of all, she was on the second season. What? Of Project Runway. Really? Come on! <laughs> I'm about to leave. It's the too whole, much. I mean, they it's were shook. The competitors were shook. They didn't they know what to shook. do. Okay, shook. she it's had mad much. clips. Check it out. She wasn't playing with you hoes again. I'm shook to my face. Once again. Mm. And then she had the nerve to come out here. Wow. And say, you know what? And bless us. I'm going to write. (laughs) (laughs) She might have been right. It's like, I'm going to write. And Mm. then her work is being recognized. Wow. About time. Come Mm -hmm. on. Her work is being recognized because she's a potential finalist in the Capital Fun screenplay competition. Yes. She's breaking out from you hoes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Will oh you gosh. please? It's too much. Welcome too Zalima much. Bell to Tinseltown Tea. Yay! Yeah. Hey guys, how are you doing? Thank you for having me today. <laughs> we are so excited. Yes. We're so ready yes. for 2020. Zuzu. And for Zuzu. Yes. Thank Let's you. Get it. That was an amazing intro. Thank you. I'm, I'm I mean, sure. we have an amazing guest, so we it do. had to be done. Mm-hmm. Thanks, ladies. Yeah, I wish y'all could see her hair is magnificent. You really yes. should. Like, y'all should just look her up. Um, my hair wants to be her hair one day. <laughs> like, <laughs> when I grow up. Yeah, when, when it my grows hair up, grows up, I want my hair to be her hair. Exactly. <laughs> that was funny. So, we're going to start off with a would you rather. We always okay. do this to break the ice, have fun. Mm-hmm. We're drinking today as, as usual. usual. And I'm eating my chips as right. usual. Y'all going to hear me chomping so. this gum. It is what it is. Got to mm-hmm. keep the breath fresh. Mm-hmm. All right. 
So, would you rather, and we'll go around, um, I can go first just to start it off. Would you rather have no one show up at your wedding or no one show up at your funeral? Mm. Either or. Now, for Ooh, me, that's hard. That's very, very hard. Start, that's a hard one. Yeah. Gonna start. Yeah. Oh, you, you know, go for it. it. That's an interesting question. No one's invited to my wedding. So, come on. <laughs> All right. So okay. I, so I think it actually makes it quite simple. Okay. I think more so the funeral. Okay. Mm. I, I, I need people to, I don't care if you're perpetrating. You just need to show up and, 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 and do whatever, fake crying, <laughs> grave th- uh, claiming, whatever you do. Because you know some of y'all are grave claimers out okay. there. And you, that just be my, honest. That was my sister. That was my girl. <laughs> I don't even know her. <laughs> She doesn't even go here. You don't even know. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, definitely funeral wedding. Yeah. No one's invited anyway. <laughs> there you go. That nice is and easy. Yeah. What about you? So for me, um, this is a very good one. Yeah, very it is thought provoking. Yeah. Um. Thank you, Internet. So. Okay, so I think I would be mad if. Like, I invited people to my wedding, and them niggas didn't show up. Like, yeah. I would be pissed. But funeral, like, y'all niggas better be there, okay? So, because I'm checking, okay? I'm yeah. going to haunt that bitch until I see who the fuck I need to see. Yeah. I'm going to raise up from my casket and be like, who all there? And mm-hmm. then see what I need to see, and then I'm going to go back down. But, yeah, y'all niggas better be there at my funeral, or it's on site. <laughs> like, my... You, just square up with my ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and my money's on your ghost, real talk. <laughs> my money. My ghost got in my hands, okay? <laughs> so, y'all, y'all better be at my funeral. Or She's going to lay I'm dimensional a... hands on okay. <laughs> Just... <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Okay. Funeral. That sounds like the remake of Ghost. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to play Whoopi? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what? For me, it's the opposite. I don't mind mm. people not showing up at my funeral because really? I'm dead. I'm dead. Okay. So I'm going on, hopefully, okay. to the Lord. Who knows? <laughs> I don't you know. She's I'm not going to, to the Lord. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but, like, if it's my wedding, it's like I want everybody to come and celebrate. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. have a good time. Like, go there. off. Right. Take like, yes. You know? So, it's like everybody got to come to the wedding because everybody going to celebrate. You know? Going to have a short-ass ceremony. I do, I do. Now, let's party. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the way it should be. Okay? Mm. Ain't nobody doing all that wishy-washy, lovey-dovey. No, 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 no. Mm. We signed the paperwork. No vows. No. We're here. <laughs> All that yeah, shit. Yeah, no. It's like, if you cheat, you're finished. <laughs> we on the same page? All right, let's go. All right. Because that's it. I was like, let's okay. party. I'm not mad at that. You know? So, yeah, that's our Would You Rather. Okay. And now we're going to go on to the news. Let's get into it. All right, y'all. We are back and we black with the motherfucking news. Okay, good. Um, Mm -hmm. so to start off, it's not a fun story, Mm. but it's, I think it's a good story. Yeah. So if you guys are familiar with the, um, death of Kaneka Jenkins in 2017, Mm. it was a young lady, 19 years old. She was found in a freezer of a hotel in, uh, Chicago, the Crown Plaza, blah, blah, blah. And it was like a big thing back then. Um, because everyone was like, well, what the fuck happened? Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck happened? And how did she die? How she ended up in a freezer? So it was kind of a really mysterious 
death, and I don't think they ever figured out what happened yeah. with her. So it was like an unsolved. Yeah. Mm. So they were searching for her. She went missing from a friend's birthday party, and they literally found her in the freezer. Mm. Very, very weird. Um, so MTV, you guys are familiar with their show called True Life, which is like a, docu- a docu-series about people... It's about different things each time. They're having a spinoff called True Life Crime. Mm. And the first uh, episodes, eight episodes, will be covering this case. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. The series will premiere on January 8th at 9 o'clock on MTV and VH1. They have a sneak peek out. But I'm glad that they are talking about yeah. this. Because, um, you know, when things happen to black women, yeah. people tend to not care. So, I think 100%. it's important. Well, not just not care. There, I mean, let's really parse out this situation because mm. I remember it very distinctly. Mm. The freezer wasn't in use. Wow. Mm. So the mm. fact that they found her frozen in a freezer that is unused, wow, interesting, w- was already interesting. Then there was a popular, um, a local um, dish jockey who was reporting the story. He ended up killed. Wow. Wow. So because people kept warning him, stop talking about this case. Stop talking about this case. He turned up murdered. Wow. There are just so many mysterious aspects of this. I am glad they're talking about it because this is just how is it in a hotel in a modern age where everything is filmed, wired, there's security cameras? How is it possible that no one saw anything? Right. That doesn't make any sense. You're correct. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I'm definitely glad they're doing this story. I don't know if I'll have the heart to see it just because like it's so heavy, but it needs to be told. This story needs to be told and they need to get to the bottom of it because that's exactly that's 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 ridiculous. Just like you said, the time we live now. There's so many cameras. People walking around cameras. I'm surprised it's not in our eyelashes now. Like with fucking technology. (laughs) Okay. Black mirror. You know, like for real. So, yeah, so it's unfortunate that, you know, this is her, this is the story of her that they're telling. Hopefully yeah. they do a, a whole, like, comprehensive thing to show the woman that she she was and should be remembered as and not mm-hmm. only this tragedy that happened, but I'm glad they're, they're um, bringing a light to it for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I am glad. I uh, agree with you guys. Mm-hmm. It's a very important story, and we are happy that it's being told. I mean, it's not good circumstances, but we're happy that... They are shedding a light to this story because, hey, we matter too. Amen. All right. So next we have Amanda Seals officially mm-hmm. joins The Real as a permanent co-host. All right. Um, so they haven't had a permanent co-host since Tamar left. Oh, in yeah. 2016, if y'all remember, Miss Tamar Brexton mm-hmm. was one of their hosts. And uh, that was a whole shit show um, mm-hmm. of her leaving. But um, they finally have somebody and they're going to have Amanda Seals. Okay. So, um, yeah. Shout out to her. Congrats. Yeah, shout out to her. She's to on, her on yeah, that. Yeah. I'm interested to see how this goes. Yeah, she's. I think she's, uh, you know how sometimes they had guest hosts yeah, on there? Yeah, she's a yeah. guest host. She used to regularly on guest host Can you on remind there. me of who Amanda Seals is again? Yeah. So she was on Insecure. Mm-hmm. So okay. She played, who she played on Insecure? What's that girl? Oh, the pregnant girl, Lord. The one that's all bougie. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. The bougie okay. friend who thinks that, you know. She's married. Oh, I can see that. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I think she has the, she can match what Tamar brought. 
Yeah. Because they're the same. I don't know if I could say that, but I think she could bring her own brand. Yeah. Mm of sort of entertainment that people can yeah. definitely get around. Tamar was yeah. her own breed. Tamar yes. was Tamar. <laughs> yes, yeah. Tamar was Tamar. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I I don't know if I could do a comparison, but I'm really <laughs> excited that she's going to be in the show. No, yeah. I don't mean that to be pejorative. No, for I real. mean that no. to be very no, real. They're Tamar different. They're two different people. Tamar. But I think Amanda's a lot, too. I think Amanda's mm-hmm. Amanda, too. Yeah. She played Tiffany Dubois on Insecure. Okay. And she's also a comedian. She yeah. has, okay. she a, has a podcast. Yeah, she has a stand-up special on HBO. You're mm-hmm. right. And she has a podcast on Starburns Audio called Small Doses. It's doing really well. And she, I mean, she's known for, like, Being comedy, acting. Yeah. Before uh, she was on, she was in Floetry for, I think, a little bit. Oh. After they had split up and got a new. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So she that. was in Floetry. Oh, and then I forget that? Mm-hmm, and okay. then she... Uh, I remember also watching her. Uh, she had a uh, web series that appeared on Issa Rae's network for a while. Hmm. Oh, I forget the name mm-hmm. of it. But yeah, and now she's touring. She's doing stand-up comedy. Had her own special on HBO, which I thought was really funny, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, she's she's working. She's booked and busy. Getting oh, to the money. You know? I so, hear yeah. that. Yeah. Registers. Ching, ching. Okay. <laughs> Cash yes, all man. the checks. Cash them all. And all the coins. <laughs> okay. So, uh, congrats, Miss Amanda. Yeah. We will be watching to see you on The Real. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I have information about when she will actually... I guess she will start now. Shit. Yeah. I yeah. think so. I think it starts She starts now. So, <laughs> Watch her. All right. So, mm-hmm. last story that we have for the day is uh, the... So there is going to be a limited series based on the life of Madam C.J. Walker. Hey. It's called Self Made, inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker. And it will be on Netflix. They released their first look and their premiere date. It will premiere on March 20th of this year. And it's starring Octavia Spencer. Whoop, whoop. Mm, 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 as Madam C.J. Walker. We are so excited for this. So let me get to the little description in case y'all don't know y'all history. So <laughs> Octavia Spencer stars as Madam C.J. Walker. Walker, the trailblazing African-American hair care entrepreneur who was America's first female self-made millionaire. Mm. Come on. Snaps for that. First female. So even like for yes. white, for the white woman. <laughs> Couldn't yes. help a bit, But the distinction is that they inherited money. She mm. made her money. Mm. You better get us together. Oh, self, real self-made. <laughs> that's, Not that wow. Kylie Jenner definition of you know self-made. What, don't real, get me started. Don't get me But started. that's all right. You know. Wow. The internets. <laughs> Anyways. Blame them. So it's inspired by the book On Her Own Ground, mm. The Life and Times of Madam G.J. Walker, mm-hmm. written by her great-great-granddaughter, okay. Alayla Bundles. What Ooh. a name! Uh-huh. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I just want to know Come if she's four, five, or six bundles. Okay. <laughs> How many inches is How the bundles? How many bundles? <laughs> Are they Come thick on. bundles too? Come on. No, I only buy the thick you bundles. You better keep the legacy going in Wow. So that's crazy. And that's I love actually it. actually really cute. That's so amazing. So that's cool that her great great granddaughter wrote a book about her. And mm-hmm. that's what the series is based off of. Um, yeah. So just a little tidbit. Walker overcame post-slavery racial and gender biases, personal betrayals, and business rivalries to mm. build a groundbreaking brand that revolutionized black hair care as she simultaneously fought for social change come on mm. so also starring in this is blair underwood as her mm. husband only makes sense i mean honestly does it to me that wasn't my first thought who, who's your first i don't know 
But I didn't think I'm like, Blair Underwood. Underwood. When you That's said it, strange. I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. I'm like, I didn't think him. But okay. Get to the bag, Blair Underwood. So. We'll see. Tiffany Haddish will play her daughter, okay. Layla. That makes sense if you know the yeah. history of the daughter. Because the daughter was a party girl that swindled all the fortune. Ooh. That's the story of Meredith C.J. Walker. The reason why... Th- th- in, and it didn't even happen that long after she died. She just wow. partied all the money away. Damn. Oh. Yeah, Tiffany. So Tiffany Jack. <laughs> so Tiffany Jack is going to tear up that role. Yeah. Yeah. Tiffany's going to kill that. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, girl. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And then Carmen Ijogo as Walker's business rival, Addie Monroe. So if you guys aren't familiar with that actress, she was, she was in Sparkle, the new one that came out. Oh. And then she was in one of the purges. Okay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know about okay. the purge. Yeah, she was in one of the purges. I think the second, second, third, whatever. She was right. she was star in one of the purges. Okay, come on, sis. Um, she was in the Black Purge. Yes, <laughs> that's one. There have been several purges, right. but she was in the Black. Not that white one. Though. Not the first white one that came. Come out. on, Black Purge. <laughs> so then, uh, Garrett Morris as plays her father-in-law. Kevin Carroll as her longtime lawyer, and mm-hmm. Bill Bellamy okay. as her cousin. Well, come on back. Okay, okay. come on. He better do a backstroke. Come on. Right. Okay, come on back. He's doing a historical backstroke. Okay. Want that old thing back. Okay, come on back, Wow. So it's okay. produced by LeBron James's uh, well, Spring Hill Entertainment. Come on. And Wonder Street in association with Warner Bros. Television. Okay. The co-showrunners are L. Johnson, Janine Sherman, Barros. Okay. Barros. And Nicole Jefferson is the writer, co-executive producer, um, Cassie Lemons, Demaine Davis, direct the series, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, all of those people executive produce it as well. That's so awesome. Their oh, names wow. are important too. Let's not yeah. forget the behind the scenes yes. people. So yeah, you can check out the first look online. It's mm-hmm. called, what is it called again? The li- Oh, Self-Made, Inspired by the Life of Madam C.J. Walker. And the pictures look great. Everyone is slaying as per usual. I'm curious as who's the costume designer. I believe Mm. it's the woman who won Black Panther. Really? Yeah. I think Ruth Ruth Carter Carter. is. Uh, I I may be wrong, but I think Ruth Carter is the costume designer. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would hope she is. Yeah. Because she just slays my life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow. Always. Right. So that is our news. We have some exciting little stories for you guys. And uh, we'll be back. We are back with and our we black. Okay, <laughs> we back and we black, and we're here with our main segment. We already um, introduced you to Zalima Bell, who is our special guest today. Mm-hmm. We're so excited to have her. Yes, we are. Uh, the main topic, well, the main reason why we have her on is because she is a potential finalist for the Capital Fund Screenplay Competition. Now, a lot of uh, writers, whether you come out to L.A. or you're across the country, um, competitions, screenplay competitions are a great way to get your work out there, Mm -hmm. out there, get yourself noticed. Um, And a lot of times I find I'm, you know, I'm going to start getting into it, but it's intimidating. It's a lot of there are a lot of contests. There's a lot you got to do. You're not just writing the script, but you got to make sure it's on point. You got to make sure your structure is on point. You got to make sure you have a good plot, story, Mm -hmm. character, all of those things. And of course, each different competition has different requirements. Some you have to do a recommendation letter. Sometimes you got to do, you know, if it's not a pilot, you got to have a spec. 
it all depends on which competition. So we thought it'd be great for Zulima to tell us about tell us about her journey through applying and then getting the call or the email or whatever they did. I don't yes. know if they send a pigeon, whatever, you know, to <laughs> give her the, the news. <laughs> you know? the um, so, yes. Yeah, so with that, we have Zulima and we're just going to ask, how did you? Well, first of all, we're going to step back. You came um, from, even though in the arts realm and entertainment, you came from a different aspect. And so did me and Corey. Mm -hmm. Um, And in fact, everyone, we actually met Zulima at the screenwriters meetup that Corey set up in L.A. for black screenwriters. Okay, (laughs) And let me tell you, when Zuzu came and we shared our scripts, let me tell you, the red pen came out, the structure. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you humble yourself and you change the structure when Zulima tells you something. You're like, she yes, ma'am. Real quick. <laughs> yes, we're gonna change this whole thing around. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm not surprised that this competition was like, well, let's go ahead and make her uh, a potential finalist. Cause yes. goddamn, she, well she's on point. So, how, first of all, in your journey, how did you come to screenwriting as an art form for you? It's interesting. Writing has been a lifelong journey in a sense that every single person since I was seven has been trying to make me a writer Mm. and I've been pushing back against them. Mm. Um, Writing requires for you to be alone with yourself, of which I wasn't ready Mm. to be alone with myself. So I would write these assignments and what they sort of gravitated to is what I worked on conceptually how I broke things down and sort of created like very unique sort of structures. And it was just like, no, like you should really pursue this. I was like, I want to have anything to do with that. And also it's difficult when you don't see people like yourself. Yes. Succeeding. 100%. It makes you think that maybe you shouldn't put so much time and effort into something. Mm -hmm. Nor have I been one of those people, well, I'm going to be the first. I'm Mm -hmm. not into Mm -hmm. (laughs) firstisms. Like, I I think it's great that someone ends up being the first, but some people really make their life, I'm going to be the first person who does this. Something about that is very depressing for me, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. we are in 2020 and we're still dealing with these firsts. Talk about love. And it's not like the first person who created... AGI, like artificial general intelligence. You know what I'm saying? Not like first of things that we have never seen before. First of things that have been existing for some things, a hundred, how old is film? Over a hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. And we're now talking about first. That's depressing for me. So that was never the game I got into. Mm -hmm. I got into the game of, listen, I need to bring myself to a place where I could be alone with myself. Mm -hmm. And that happened for me about three years ago only. Mm -hmm. I was a costume and production designer for most of my life. I mean, well, actually, let me take that back. Not most of my life, because that would be kind of interesting, wouldn't it? Um, But over 10 years. Actually, it's been 12 years that I've been in the business, New York indie filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Um, Just started with the, you know, Mickey and Judy makes a movie films. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And sort of graduated myself up to doing much bigger independent films, which is a big deal now. But when I started in the industry, there was a very different market. You can actually make quite a bit of money. Mm doing these films that were under a million dollars. Wow. Yeah. And then suddenly everyone started doing smaller and smaller budgets Mm. and then it cut out my margin. So I also started thinking I may need to move on. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. I heard like with the trend, speaking of what you're saying, that it, 
at least the movie industry, went to big blockbusters or the small, mm-hmm. very small independent. Mm-hmm. And the medium size, it was like so hard to create sort of a niche or an audience or people would just Only fund. horror films? Yeah. Yes. Only horror films will be funded in that middle. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then what is the film with the Iraqi soldier? The 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 um like war films. It, there was no. There was one particular, particular one? war film oh. that oh you know which was one with Bradley Walker? Cooper. No, with Bradley Cooper. Uh, American Sniper. Sniper. American oh, Sniper. On. You mm. come on with the, <laughs> the archive. <laughs> with the archive. <laughs> American Sniper actually helped remodel that mid-price film. Yeah. Midpoint yeah. film. Yeah. They call yeah. midpoint films. Um. So when I came around to it, my journey was kind of interesting. Actually, the independent film season started late one year. Mm-hmm. When I mean mm-hmm. late, it started four months late. Oh, because wow. independent film still to this day is basically sort of big capital deciding, let me break off whatever money I don't spend on hookers and booze and I'll support <laughs> this independent film. Mm-hmm. That's basically what the industry and now is hedge funds mm-hmm. deciding they're going to gamble. That's the business. I look at the stock market actually to know how how much money people are going to have left over if I'm going to work a lot that year. Right. That's mm-hmm. what I've been doing for years. So I decided to apply for Sundance. And you know, for Sundance, you need five pages and a proposal. Mm, so I yeah. sent my five pages and proposal said, I'll finish the screenplay. Honey, they got back to me. Oh, wow. And I wasn't really finished. Wow. <laughs> and I sort of squandered an opportunity. Mm. And I said to myself after that, never do that again. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I did it again. <laughs> Too busy working. The season started up and I applied for Academy Nichols. Okay. Wow. And I did a little bit better because Mm -hmm. I got to 300. I got slightly over the quarterfinal because they tell Mm -hmm. you what your standing is if you're super close. And that's a big deal, everybody. The Nichols one is a big, big competition. Yeah, it it is. is. And I didn't even know that even that was a big deal, like what number placing I was. I just said I didn't win. Oh, well. F it. That's how. Oh, well, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I said to myself, something has to give. Mm-hmm. I have to make a decision. So I just I started telling people in the industry, hey, you know, I want to start writing, directing. It's interesting when you find out who your friends are. These are people I've done three, four films for. These are people that I've gone mm-hmm. to film festivals with because mm-hmm. I've done successful films. And they suddenly not want to support me, not want to hire Ooh, me anymore. Wow. Because they suddenly is just like, I don't like where you're going. Hmm. Only one producer that I work with before immediately tried to get me jobs. Wow. Only one. So I said, I got to leave New York and just go to a new place altogether. Yeah. Unlike any yeah. other industry... Every market you go to in film, mm-hmm. you start all over again. No, that is so, so true. That it, is so true. Because to me, it sounds like what ha- and what happens here, you can tell me if this is not mm-hmm. the case in your situation. People, once you have a title, they just want you in that one yep. box, right? Absolutely. Because you're like the designer, it's like, oh, no, you don't write now, like. This is, it's like it blows their yeah, mind. Who do you think you are? Right. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. So, okay. That's essentially what happened. But also, there were some racial components to okay. it as mm. well. Um, especially since it's weird. I didn't understand what I was actually doing in the industry. I worked in a very specific niche. Okay. I assumed I didn't see a lot of black people as department heads because I thought I worked in these little tiny films Mm -hmm. and everyone else was busy doing big films. And because we had two different worlds, Mm -hmm. 
we were just doing two different things. I didn't realize I was one of just very few people, period, who was a department mm-hmm. head. I didn't realize that me saying I'm now going to take this, which already was a big deal, and said I want even more. Yeah. People just like now you're getting ahead of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I lost clients. And I just said, forget it. Just go to California. I did a few jobs here. Let me tell you something about the L.A. indie industry. (laughs) Y'all need to check out because (laughs) (laughs) it's a mess here. Mm -hmm. Like, New York is a really strong union town. Mm -hmm. So we abide by union rules even if it's not a union film. I don't know what the fuck y'all doing out here. (laughs) This is the Wild Wild West. I have seen... I've I've never worked. I worked in a job. I okay. Now I just have to talk about the job. Finally, go off. So I go did ahead. this film with Bella, starring Bella Thorne, mm-hmm. and the director <laughs> and the and mind you, it's so funny because she had just completed her porn film that okay. she had won a porn award for. She was well, telling girl, me about it. If you're gonna do it, get awards. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Come on. And we were Go talking ahead, about sis. sort of a French, the, the new French wave that's going on right now, how they have these sort of hypersexual films where they have like sex acts. Right. on, And like if she mm-hmm. was in France, it would just be another film. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> you know, yeah, whatever. Right. So I work with this director, Tara Subkoff, who she's like in the history books is like one of the most famous fashion designers. She's the one who sort of repurposed vintage okay. mm-hmm. and made that a huge thing. Let me tell you something. You want to talk about a hot mess of a job that I say I got to get a regular job? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone lived in the Hollywood Hills. Oh, Lord. Everyone was doing well, but no one had their shit together. Ooh, now that's Tinseltown. And that was that's scary. I thought it wow. was extremely scary. And mm-hmm. I just said, I don't know what's going on on this level of film yeah. that I'm used to, but I can't work in this capacity anymore right. because I'm used to working with much more structure. Mm-hmm, so I just mm-hmm. decided to get a regular job and just concentrate on writing. Yeah. And that's what helped me arrive at ISA Network, okay. which is how I got connected with the Capital Fund. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So ISA Network is similar to what I came up in, the indie world. Yeah. They're a startup that's decided that they're going to sort of displace and disrupt how people do things in Hollywood. And they just decided they're just going to pool all these indie producers and they're going to pool all of these writers. And they're just going to say, writers, put up your profile, put up the scripts. These people are going to ask for these scripts. And it's just it's the market I was very used to. So I gravitated towards it. And I said, oh, well, let me get involved with this. I started going to their mixers. Yep. Mm -hmm. I went one time. It's worth it. And I started mm-hmm. winning all of these sort of free entries, mm-hmm. which was great because I was broke amazing. for the yes. first time in my life. <laughs> That's Damn. amazing. I was add up. Okay. Exactly. I'm so used to having money in my pocket. And for the first time, like I have a regular job and I have to, pay, I know this sounds crazy. I have to pay for my own food. I'm not used to paying for my own food. I'm not used to paying for my own Come on. transportation. That's that Ford model life, everybody. Come no, on. Even just, no, even just Come being on. in film, it's like I went from one industry to another yeah. industry, but I didn't realize how privileged I was because yeah. I was so used to having things. And you just, were a department head. You, know you were saying? like just a give niche. It to, yeah. Like, yeah. Food is there. Mm-hmm. You show up to the shoot. Food Crafty. is there. Mm-hmm. They send you a car. Yeah. I go to another industry. Food is there. <laughs> they send you a car. Yeah. So, yeah. So I hadn't paid for certain things in so long. 
I started finally paying for things, and I said, what the, f- how the fuck are people getting by? I literally uh, said that first time, I'm like, I don't know. How are people getting by this girl? Because this is outrageous. So yeah. I'm, I, It is. No, 110%. And I said, I can't afford these entries. So I started mm-hmm. winning at the parties and I ended up winning the one for Capital Fund. What Capital Fund is kind of interesting. They give you $250,000 to shoot a film, actually. Woo! That's a lot of money. Yes. So the part, but the aspect of it is that you still need to pitch. Okay. And that's what um, I'm in preparation for right now. You okay. have to pitch the project mm-hmm. so that they can figure out who's going to get the funds. Got but you. you can get up to a quarter of a million dollars Amazing. to just yes. shoot a film. And for me, for a person who's just coming from the indie world, yeah. and I still have a lot of indie contacts, it doesn't matter what happened with those producers. One thing I know about people, people get brand new when you have money in certain contacts. Suddenly, mm-hmm. they're your friend all over again. Mm-hmm. I, have a, a, I have a wealth <laughs> Of contacts. Yeah. And even if I don't deal with those producers, production designers, sound people, I just have a huge wealth of contacts. So right. I can pull from that as long as I can get the money. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, let's take it back. So the process of applying, what was that like for you? And before you answer, for people know, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh-huh. ISA is International Screenwriters Association. Yes, yes that is correct. Yes. So yes. how was the process of applying for this particular mm-hmm. competition? This one was pretty easy. Okay. ISA makes it easy because I already have a profile. Yeah. Um. Essentially, they allow you to upload as many projects as you like. And, and this is a on ISA? Yeah, so ISA. Okay. So it's like they have their own portal? They have their own portal. Oh, okay. So I actually had already uploaded this particular well actually no I did this was a new script so the script I, I'm applying with is hashtag Tesla um, it is a mm, fan fiction one. film mm. um, based on the Azalea Banks Elon Musk Grimes weekend Whoa. so my mind is blown <laughs> so side note <laughs> Zuzu, uh, we read this at one of our meetups. Yeah, I wasn't there today, but I know that shit. That slaps. shit was live. Okay, oh. it slaps. Okay? okay, I'm so excited to see this. Oh my god! So it's it's interesting because it gets into a weird space when you talk about things that actually happen, but no one knows what happens. We just know that Azalea Banks went online and for days just went off on Elon Musk for being a bad host. Right. Which. Is a crime in itself. Don't get me wrong. But what she did actually was actually more problematic. She overheard something in his house Mm -hmm. and she reported on it, which involved ended up turning it turning into a SEC investigation. Oh, so Elon Musk was about to lose his company, get thrown, literally get thrown out of his company. Because of Azalea Banks? Yes, because of Azalea Banks. Like, girl. Where was I? I had no idea this was happening. And this all happened over a weekend because his girlfriend Grimes, who is now pregnant with his child, she just announced that today. Oh, wow. Yeah, she just announced that. Maybe, sis, you know. I'm I'm always happy to, listen, I come from a million people. People in my family just keep having babies. So, children are a gift. (laughs) And, you know, she's carrying a Tesla baby. Come on. Exactly. Which now this is his seventh child. Get the, he, what? Oh, he stay, he also, he stays fertile too. (laughs) How many mamas he got? Three. She's. Okay. I think she's the third. That's not bad. He over here. He has a, a lot of twins and oh, triplicate, triplets. Okay. So I, I thought he was just collecting sister wives. I was like, okay, <laughs> sure, all right. There's actually no. Actually, it's only two. She's okay. the third. Okay. So okay. I think bad. it's one triplet, one set of twins, a single baby, one that passed, unfortunately. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Um, and now the one that's on the way. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. but this weekend was kind of interesting because. Mm. 
I said, what exactly happened? I know what Azalea said. We are. Which she, let me tell you something. Her Instagram was live talking about <laughs> everything that happened. Live. So <laughs> I just had to also fill in and imagine what happened. So I just took Nikola Tesla, who the company Tesla is based on. Right. Mm-hmm. I took his theory of attraction and tried to explain what happened that weekend. In the script. In the script. It's amazing. Wow. Innovative. Innovative. And that's the and that's one way to I'm assuming you stand out in these competitions. You have an original idea, mm-hmm. something you're just drawn to. And I'm sure what was the process of writing it if you were so engaged in it in that way? So curious about it. It's that was an interesting thing to write because I've always been interested in fan fiction. Mm. And particularly since um, Fifty Shades of Grey became so popular oh God, because that's yeah. based on fan fiction as well. And also, uh, why am I forgetting something something in vampires? Twilight? No. Something something in vampires. It's, it's some really famous <laughs> book and they added vampires to it and it became incredibly popular. Um, Not the zombies. Pride, one. Prejudice, Pride and, and, zombies? Um, and Zombies. Yes, Pride, oh. Prejudice, and Zombies. Ever since I saw certain films and it's based on fan fiction, I just said to myself, I wonder what you could do with this medium. Right. Because you're talking about copyright issues. Yeah. Um, So I that's why I got into Nikola Tesla's theory. And also um, I got into Beauvoir and I got into a, a Sartre and I got into a few other things to sort of remove you slightly from the situation right. and still get you involved as to it's not what occurred but it's mm-hmm. what happened mm-hmm. so right. we can talk about the social aspects of it so we could talk about the racial aspects of it mm-hmm. yeah. this black woman that everybody thinks is crazy and they always brand her as hood and stupid which I don't think is fair mm-hmm. I don't think she's stupid yeah I don't think that's no yeah, but they correct. brand her as that she's yeah. insane she's stupid I don't no. know if I would say that but she's definitely brand- is with a at a billionaire's house with his girlfriend which they think also is questionable and they're there for a weekend under which <laughs> I you can just imagine what happens. I just thought it was a fascinating situation and it yeah. resulted in an SEC investigation. Wow. So I said this is something that should be talked about. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's amazing. Wow. The fact that you were able to kind of see something and pull a whole right. story out of it, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah I'm really excited about it. Let's see what happens because right. with these things, you never know. But with screenplay competitions, I was also um, a, a grant panelist for New York State Council for the Arts. Okay. Now, oh. New, York Council, New York State Council for the Arts actually does all the really big documentaries. Okay. So anything that goes to the Academy Awards, they go through New York State Council for the Arts. And okay. I did that for three years. Okay. So I've learned a lot about how people sort of judge these competitions. A lot of these people sort of circle through Sundance. Like I work with all the people who just get, they bounce around all these different competitions. Right. And it's really a mixed bag. And I really want to get more into this aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Just write whatever you're feeling. Make it about the characters and make it authentic mm-hmm. because you can never predict trends. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes for some reason something is in the zeitgeist and everyone is writing about it and sometimes the panelists will pick up on it and they'll decide it's war movies this and that. Mm. And if you do some little film about something else you could be left out or the opposite can work. So I would just say to everyone develop your characters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you work on your plot. What is their story? 
What are you trying to say? And don't make it overly complex either, because that's mm-hmm. another mistake people always make. It's just make it inc- incredibly simple for people to understand mm-hmm. and make it a human story, because more so than anything, that's what people sort of gravitate towards. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the only advice I could give you. As for everything else, after doing that for three years, I cannot tell you for sure unless you are connected to an insider. Right. Whether it's going to be war movies, movies about people going to space or whatever it is. I mean, these things are kind of unpredictable. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you are, well, taking it back just to the basic application process, what did you have to do just to apply for this competition? Oh, well, this was actually quite simple. They just wanted a log line. Okay. um, And a script. Okay. Okay. Now, was it a feature, a like a TV or uh, well, like well, hashtag short. Tesla is a feature. Okay, I think they were also accepting TV pilots, but okay. my pilot, which we also read in the group, mm-hmm. um, yes. I actually turned it into a police procedural in the future. Oh. So um, I'll read it when they, yes. um, in the group, but um, it wasn't ready. And I okay. don't believe it's sort of meeting deadlines in that way. There'll always be a new deadline. So right. I'll hold off on something, but hashtag Tesla was ready. Okay. And it was ready because of my friend, Ian Fisher. My friend Ian Fisher has a book coming out. He has been, he's a, he's a screenwriting scholar. Mm-hmm. And he basically beat my ass over something that a lot of people don't recognize. There are three different types of scripts. There's the script you write to sell something to a producer. There's the shooting script. And then there's a thing called a transcription script. That means whatever ends up happening in the movie, someone just transcribes exactly what happened in that script and Mm -hmm. but the problem is when people are getting into this people go online and say i know how to write a script because i saw this i thought i knew how to write a script because i had done film for 12 years Mm -hmm. not realizing i was always getting shooting scripts and not the script you send to people to get scripts funded Mm -hmm. so i was able to actually get to that point because of ian because he ripped me a new asshole he (laughs) is he's a bitchy new yorker like me so Mm. he doesn't hold back right and and I needed that mm-hmm. because he just said, if you want to do this, it's this way, not that yeah. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he forced me to sit down and I was just brutal with my own work mm-hmm. and fixed it. Mm. Sometimes you need someone around you who could be brutal and honest and not just say, oh, it's just great. Yeah. Great. How? Mm-hmm. Like you you can't have yes people around. You need mm-hmm. someone who can actually read it. And my suggestion is someone who's in the industry mm-hmm. and someone who's not. Mm. because people who are not are looking for something very different. Yeah. Yep. And they'll tell you whether this fulfills whatever they're looking for in the film. And that's always important feedback. Mm -hmm. What are your like top three sort of elements for scripts that sell, especially when it comes to like the competition space? And I know you touched on it a little bit in terms of telling people to develop their characters and stuff, but three common things maybe people are like not thinking about or even mistakes excessive description mm. is usually the downfall of a lot of people not knowing how to use art department properly mm-hmm. and what i mean by that is sometimes things can be really said with a prop or a gesture Mm-hmm. You don't always have to say something. Right. It's always implied. Also, with conversation, people never say what they mean. 
ever, ever, yep. ever, ever. So Unless teeny. you're like yeah. a bitchy New Yorker. And then <laughs> even on that level, they're right. kind of saying it directly. But really, they're saying it because they're hungry. Or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. people don't use art department enough. Use a gesture. Twiddle your thumb. Place your hand on someone's talking too much and someone just gently places their hand on top of someone else's hand. Mm-hmm. That can say more than you getting into this back and forth dialogue. This is problematic because I, I, until recently, I was also doing coverage mm. for a, a mm-hmm. writer who had a coverage company. And that was the big thing I came across. Another issue... I have to talk about this because for too long in Hollywood, it's been too acceptable to not develop characters of color. I noticed that this is also something that's very prevalent. Mm. Like somehow they've let people have the idea that speaking in Lakota, but not really talking about what this person is saying and they can move on in the script. Mm. And for a long time, this was okay. Yeah. You have to develop your ca- I don't care if they speak another language. I don't care if they speak an ancient language. You have to develop these characters because that's what people attach to. People want to know about people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. People are drawn to people. That's true. And another question I have is how long did it take you to hone this script before you felt like it was time to, to submit it to places? Mm-hmm. I did this script from start to finish in one month. Okay. I have been reading and researching this film (laughs) for six months. Because I'm waiting for, because the thing is, this is still developing. The the incident started August 7th, 2018, when Elon Musk tweeted out, Tesla going private, funding secured. But the funding wasn't secure. The problem is there is a process of taking a publicly traded company and making it a private company. It's not often done. But the thing is, if you do it, there's a procedure to it. Also, there's a debate because of the president and also people like Elon Musk. Is Twitter Mm -hmm. (laughs) acceptable way of letting your board know (laughs) that something is going on? Well, they just recently said that it is in Mm -hmm. some cases. uh, It's only recently. Mm -hmm. But this was in debate and it it hadn't been decided when Elon Musk made this tweet. So also it falls on top of that weekend. Grimes invited her friend over for a week in collaboration. They're going Mm -hmm. back and forth. They're having a love fest online. Oh, my Mm -hmm. God, it's so great. Oh, my God, we should get pregnant together. I mean, it was that type of... (laughs) Ah! Not pregnant together. Yeah, she said, oh, my God, you got to find a boyfriend so we can be pregnant at the same time. Like, literally, this is a tweet exchange between Grimes and a Lifetime movie. (laughs) (laughs) That has been made. (laughs) But, yes, continue. Yeah, but I had to let everything happened because Mm. even though the incident only happened over a weekend by the 19th Azalea Banks already spilled that he was on the she overheard him on the kitchen apparently she was hungry and wanted something to drink went to the kitchen heard Elon Musk on the phone with someone in the Middle East begging for money that's what she claimed she heard Mm. that he was scrambling for money Mm -hmm. okay he was Elon Musk was begging for money yes because he had you know why because he say he had this funding secured to take a privately traded company and turn it into, I'm sorry, a publicly traded company and turn it into a private company. Mm. He said funding secured. He He didn't secure the bag. The the bag wasn't secured. It wasn't secured. (laughs) So Azalea Banks revealed this simply because Mm. 
Apparently, she was upset that her and Grant, so they invited her over and disappeared the next day for the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Sent an artist by the name of Blood Pop over to tell her. Blood Pop? Okay. The, the producer, <laughs> Blood Pop, who writes a lot. He's a really well-known producer. Oh, and, and so Blood Pop, to tell her, hey, so they're not going to be here. You have to leave the house. Huh? Azalea Banks was in the house making this big dinner. Right. And Azalea Banks said, I will never forget this when she said this in a tweet. She said, I was sitting there making macaroni and cheese and his fat ass sat down and Yo, ate this God. delicious food from seven generations of slave women. Yes, she did oh, say no, that. She did not. Come on, petty <laughs> yes, on did. another level. <laughs> and I'm she was really her. upset about this. Mm-hmm. So she decided to go public and say, I heard him in the kitchen scrambling for money. <laughs> This oh, started, God. and the reason why I mean this sounds like a long story, but this Woo. is why it took six months. Okay, there's an SEC investigation. Right, you have to wait for time for that to happen. Yeah. Right, they had to have a decision. All these things had to come down, so I had to wait for the whole story to unfold, mm. so that I can write the story. Right. So, okay, so within the research pro- because everything's unfolding. It's not like you were like, oh, I'm going to, this is the thing I'm going to submit. You just were like, I'm going to create this story. story. And then the opportunity came. The opportunity came. Okay. I just said, hey, this is perfect. I mean, fan, I'm, fan fiction is something that is still very complicated within the industry because yeah. people don't completely respect it. Right. Yeah, I hear that. Right. How about I don't care? <laughs> how about fuck y'all? How about, right. yeah, how about all the Fs. Yeah. <laughs> None. And I think this is a great story because it's it's not just about, this is about class struggles. Right. Yeah. This story is about racial issues because Elon Musk made his money because his family were in the mineral business, in the gym business mm-hmm. in South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So there's a whole other complicated layer. I'm not saying that he's a racist. It seems to me that he's a person who definitely made it his mission to leave South Africa because he wanted to go into a new world. That being said, you can't say that certain residual things aren't left over. Mm-hmm. Also, a misunderstand. I find often African-American culture is not respected. You want to get a black person angry real fast at you, don't be a good host. We mm, seem yeah. to take it. It's yeah, not we that other cultures. Personal. I'm not saying other cultures don't take no. offense to this, but African-American people will call you outside your name yeah. mm-hmm. if you invite them somewhere and you don't host them. Yeah. Or you don't acknowledge them. <laughs> you you don't acknowledge them. Like host. Yeah. Are you acting like you don't see me? Okay. Exactly. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you better yeah, offer me some water. Okay. Shit. Yeah, no, it's this, real. Th- uh-uh. and, the, and that's what I think happened. I mm-hmm. feel like there was multiple cultures going on yeah and a lot of miscommunication yeah mm-hmm. and Which, she was kind of a third wheel it sounded like in that situation yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it and it was just so complicated she was angry for a really long time about this like mm-hmm. this is i'm talking about months after this she's still tweeting about it and still talking about <laughs> elon musk's penis which apparently he has a really big one and <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Apparently, Congrats. he's hung and swinging. So the thing <laughs> is, <laughs> is right? How is it safari? Can out? I tell you something? <laughs> and that's exactly what I zoned in on. I said, "Okay, I'm going to need you to report on this. <laughs> I need to know why it is that you know this." Yeah, right. Apparently, right. she knows because as she showed the tweets of Grimes telling her that uh, he is quite substantial. 
Got it. Wow. And she and she said, and so the, the, the tweet exchange is, and that's a tweet exchange. I'm sorry, Instagram exchange is kind of funny. Okay. No, no, actually, it was text message. No, it's a text okay. message exchange. Okay. And it's kind of funny because she says, <laughs> oh, sorry, I have to actually laugh at this. She says, um, you know, he's like really big. And she was just like, girl, you little as shit. You probably can't be She was just like, how do you know? How much is it? She said, well, I can measure it. But he'd be like, what the fuck? He's like always what? saying, what the fuck? He said, you two are similar in that way. You guys are alike in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting that Grimes drew the parallel between Azalea Banks and Elon Musk. She said she saw a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Azalea was like, biggest relative. Exactly. <laughs> she, she asked for receipts like Whitney okay. Houston. She Damn. was just like, I need receipts. <laughs> yeah, like, uh-huh. Can't just be. <laughs> you can't yes. just be throwing out. Willy nilly. <laughs> exactly. So I just thought yeah. the exchange was just really interesting. And mm-hmm. it was, I thought it was a great opportunity to talk about a black woman's struggle in the industry and also a lot of disrespect mm. that is often that happens to black women that is not discussed. A lot mm. of things have happened to Azalea Banks and I'm not saying that she still shouldn't take responsibility for things. Right. But how much can happen to one person mm, before yeah. you become crazy? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So did you write it from the act like are the real characters within the script or did you make up new characters to represent no the characters are there it's a fan fiction if the characters are there but the thing is the situation is not what happened like i basically said that azalea banks misunderstood what elon Musk said he wasn't begging for money he was begging to get access to a portal so he could show off to his girlfriend for the weekend. So basically, mm. they're in a... Sar- I don't know if you're familiar with the play No Exit by Sartre. Mm-mm, I'm not. So, th- so No Exit is a really important within the timeline of sort of theatrical works. Um, about three people who are stuck in this room, very specifically designed room, and they're in hell. And it talks about objectification, how we see ourselves through the eyes of others, and that's the hell, and our... our, our attachment to how others see us Mm -hmm. is the hell so these three Mm. people sit in a room no exit yeah (laughs) so these three people and that's what i did to them i put them in the room and they basically had to hash out their differences okay so it's not exactly what happened what occurred but it's what happened there were class issues, race issues. Everybody wants to be put on. Everyone wants to look fabulous. Everyone's mm-hmm. talk about these collaborations and all these things. And this is the result of it. So ultimately, it's a quasi-musical sci-fi comedy. Whoa. Musical. What is that mean? Because the thing is, it started out as a collaboration. They were there that weekend to make music. Right. But it never happened. So the tagline is, it's the collaboration no one asked for, but you'll never forget. <laughs> There you go. I'm That's perfect. So how did you go about layering on, because you're talking about some really important themes. Mm-hmm. So how did you go about layering on those themes? Like, did you just kind of slap it in there? Or you try to make it subtle? How did you go about wanting to get that across? Well, I'm always in conversation about how we're connected to one another. I never talk about how we're different, but how we're similar. Mm -hmm. And I'm also reading about, I'm a futurist, so I'm always thinking and reading about what's next. What's the future going to hold? What other, but from a social justice 
slant. Mm -hmm. Not so much of like, you know, people just get into these circle jerks about, oh, we're going to have this technology. It's going to be so great. Like, but no, how is that going to affect people? Right. Yeah. Right. Very true. Like, how is society going to deal with this happening? And that's how I broached the subject. I just said to myself, I've been talking a lot about objectification. I've been talking a lot about or in conversation with how we relate to one another. Also talk about what's next in technology. Hmm. And I said, how can I bring these things together? And I had the strangest dream. And Ooh. that's how all of this came together. And I said, but can all this work together? Because I said, this sounds strange as fuck. Like, <laughs> how, how, get all of this to work together and then I remembered no exit and then I said to myself that's how you do it you trap them and then you make it sort of very ambiguous as to are they really there is it someone's dream Mm -hmm. is it like what exactly is happening Mm -hmm. but they have to figure this out if they need to if they want to get out of here wow wow and there you have it ladies and gentlemen my I'm going to Google God. no exit. Now. Okay. Thank you for the gym, Woo. actually. Oh, my gosh. Any uh, advice in terms of navigating these competitions for, like, new writers? It seems like you are, like, really, like, you just jumped in. You weren't really mm-hmm. hesitant or fearful at all. I wasn't fearful. I think because I was a panelist, I wasn't fearful. Because okay. a lot of people, it, it's it's normal as a human being to try to fit in or try to figure out the trend or something mm-hmm. like that. I knew it was just ridiculous to even begin to do this. So I just, <laughs> I came from a space of... This is the work I like to do. Mm-hmm. It may not be popular at the moment or may not understand what it is because a lot of what I talk about is AI theism mm-hmm. and the idea that sort of a AI God, God will arise or rather people will start seeing AI as a God. Mm-hmm. So mm. I talk about something very specific. <laughs> like, it's yes. so specific mm. that I just said to myself, this is just going to take time. So you just have to keep doing it. If anything, I tell people to get on Twitter. I think it's the fastest way to get a job in the industry. Really? If you really? can get in the writing. Because somehow I got in the pre-WGA boost circle. Because So the thing is, there's two major... There's several, but there's... No, actually, there's three. Write this down. So pre-WGA boost on Twitter. Literally, it's someone from the WGA who's... They're looking for people to try to move them up the ladder. Is that a hashtag? Yes, pre-WGA. Just look up that on Twitter. And what they'll say is that this established writer is looking for someone to mentor who's in comedy. Pitch yourself in Twitter words. So you pitch yourself. They'll do a selection from there. They'll DM you privately. And then they'll announce, we chose this person to mentor. This person is looking for a job here. You have to be this, this, and that. And I've even spoken to more established writers, and they said that they seem to find a lot of their jobs on Twitter. Okay. So I just made sure I started working on my writer's network. Okay. So pre-WGA Boost is a a really good one. Hmm. Writing community is another one. Mm -hmm. But then there's also individual people who are pre-WGA that seems to be doing a lot of work themselves to Hmm. sort of create a community, boost their own standings within the writing community. I think for writers, you have to be on Twitter. Okay. This is like monument, critical, 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 but definitely do pre-WGA writing boost. Okay. Okay. 
I heard that live. Yeah, I always looked at Twitter as like the devil's armpit, real talk. But this, (laughs) no, but like, (laughs) (laughs) but it could still be a resource. Yes, it's an important resource. And for me to hear things from much more established writers from Mm -hmm. than I am to say, I've been getting my jaws for Twitter for the last two years. I heard Mm. that a lot. Yeah. Mm. I said I need to take this more seriously. Mm. Also, I've been able to find an AI community. Mm-hmm. AI theism is so new, but actually, it still has a community. <laughs> oh I know it. I know it sounds crazy, but mm. um, uh, also Lewandowski, who just went to prison for stealing intellectual property from Google, mm-hmm. he started an AI right. church. <laughs> So, and wow. he started writing the AI oh, wow. Bible. Oh, yes. Wow. So there is an A, the, first and foremost, there's more than one AI church. The Mormon, the Mormons actually are leading the way with AI churches. They have a thing called the MTA, the Mormon Transhumanist Association. They're actually what leading the, the way. And they, they have the most established because they have people, the head of Google, mm-hmm. the head of people 20, 21 and me, all these really important people in genetic sciences as well as AI, they belong to the Mormon Transhumanist Association. Wait a minute. Okay. What is the a- what is AI theism? <laughs> I'm Wait like, I don't minute. know if my mind is expanding. Right, I'm like, this. mind blown all Transhumanist, the way. Transhumanist, what the fuck is that? <laughs> the Mormons? So, so let's walk through. I know the Mormons are strange. Oh but you know, but if you actually look at Mormonism, they're... Their, their actually origin story is based in sort of an intergalactic being. Yes, al- so actually that totally makes sense. Okay. But transhumanism is this idea of using technology to sort of extend human existence or so that human beings don't die at all. Making us mm-hmm. immortal through technology. Yeah, immortal, right. yes. Okay. AI theism is something different. AI theism can, is branched into several things, but in short, it's the idea that AI will become so advanced, it will rise to the point of being a singularity or a god. Okay. And that people will create a mm. theology around this god. All right, Black Mirror writers and staff, <laughs> come on and hire your girl. And then also hire Corey and I. <laughs> We'll just do whatever Zalima says. I'll just, yeah. So there's, so there's two different, and that's why I said it basically branches to two things. There's AI theism and singularitarianism. Mm-hmm. You say that twice. Singularitarianism. <laughs> what and, Zuzu said. <laughs> and singularitarianism is something slightly different. That's more the vanity aspect of AI in the sense that we're going to have everlasting life and we're never going to get sick again. And it's just like, you know, totally sort of swooning over AI, just giving our life everything and everything is going to be easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. AI theism is sort of taking theology as we understand it and then applying it to artificial intelligence. Okay. So that's what the difference is. And they're not quite the same, even though people often confuse the two. Mormon is the Mormonist. If you go to their YouTube channel, because they often post. (laughs) Y'all better be active. Headed to the channel. Y'all better. They have a a conference every year. Okay. Of which they invite various speakers to talk about and against also. Mm, what you call it, what this is, how mm-hmm. it's moving forward, what's going on with medical tech. Medical tech is a major aspect of it because if we're going to have this everlasting life mm-hmm. and this sort of exaltation, mm-hmm. um, we need sort of AI to sort of help us along to get us to that next stage. Right. I'm going to be very honest with you. Though I consider myself an AI 
Sufism scribe, I don't exactly buy this, but I know that people are going to galvanize around this. Just because I don't necessarily believe in it doesn't mean that I don't think that it will happen. Right. I don't really believe in Mm. some of the concepts around it. I think they get into spaces that are very dangerous. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if human beings should live forever. Right. I mean, (laughs) no, some of us should just, first of all, we should throw some of us just away. Many of us need to be thrown away. We need to be recycled. Okay. Yes. See, that's, I don't even know that's about even more generous. Right. Some say. people don't need to be recycled. Mm-mm. Just delete permanently. Compost them, please. <laughs> no, yeah, but some people don't yeah. want to go. And actually, I forget. Why am I forgetting the name of the group? No, it is Lewandowski and his people. Mm-hmm. Their model is death is wrong. Interesting. So, the 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 fight to live forever through AI or whatever it may be, technology or whatever. Yeah, that that actually Ooh. God did us a, a disservice, and that this is some sort of bias against humanity, and that we need AI to sort of boost us, right, against this sort of slight. And they really believe this. Wow. And there's also like I want to say it's a church slash school in Silicon Valley that mm-hmm. talks about all of this. Wow, that seems to be quite popular. Hmm. Um, so the thing is, if Lewandowski didn't get put in prison and he's going to be there for a minute, because AI intellectual property theft is something that they'll bury your ass for, <laughs> <laughs> especially when you take it from Google. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uber because well, it's cause oh, that's God. the thing they said that they <laughs> don't stole, fuck up my ride no, now that's what the lawsuit is that he stole the technology <laughs> from Google to God start damn. Uber wow <laughs> that's the lawsuit so and oh, they got Lord. fired from Uber <laughs> yo and now he's in jail <laughs> so he's like top scammer of the year basically <laughs> but listen um, his AI fees bible is being written. It's called the manual, Whoa. and the AI is writing it. It's writing it itself. The mm. oh Lord Jesus. Well, see, this is a whole goddamn docu series. So it's a scripted is, series. It's so many. So, so his many particular, shows. and I'm going to call it a cult because that's what it is. It's called yeah. the Way. Okay. So the Way oh um, has a thing called the manual that's mm-hmm. being written right now, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, the, he's letting the AI write it itself. Because that's what he feels that it's the scribe of itself and that mm. it should be done. I don't know. So it's who... writing its own book. Yes. Okay. Wow. So it's writing its own origin story. Of Come course. On. It's AI. Come on. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Um, but he's in prison, so I don't know who's <laughs> overlooking this project. <laughs> Every time. But he in jail. So he's okay, yes, like he in jail. He's in prison. <laughs> okay. Prison. Underneath. Okay. Not Can't the be jail. fucking with Google and Uber. What the fuck is wrong with you? This man. <laughs> what? Sorry to this man. What? <laughs> Sorry to this man. Oh, we gotta give him a kiki moment. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who this man is. <laughs> if he I saw him walking, walking down the street, right. I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man, but we I'm know you in jail though. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's very interesting. I think it's interesting how big the Google group is growing. Mm. Um, as well as various other groups, Twitter, all social media that is growing. And that people are really galvanizing around this. And I just want to sort of talk about the social aspects of it. Right. How people are Mm -hmm. going to respond to this. And I think we're going to have a lot of disaffected people. Right. I think it's going to be the golden calf that they talk about in the Bible. Right. And I think it's something people are going to very easily adopt to. Wow. Simply because we've already moved into this religious, secular world. 
capitalism is a religion. England has now recognized veganism as, as a, a religion. Veganism wow. has always been a religion. Oh, really? Oh, ve- uh, this what is the thing about veganism. Okay. It has always what been a religion. What the hell do I be? What? Like, they, they've God. always tried to fight against it. Veganism is a cult. I'm and so I don't ignorant. care what anyone says. <laughs> Let me tell you something about food. Food is Wait about two minute. things. Food is about substance and the continuity of a species. Because without healthy people, mm-hmm. you can't procreate and continue the continuity of a species when people start getting into all this other theoretical bullshit right that's a fucking cult okay (laughs) if you don't eat you will Uh, die that is just basically it now you can talk about the social aspects of it that if we deplete animal sources right absolutely we have to talk about maintaining our planet those different things because that also has to do with the continuity of our species because if you take out all meat most people can't live without meat Mm -hmm. uh me. The planet will die. Yeah. So yes, I'm not saying there aren't social aspects of it, but the ma- right. it's even how they preach it to you. It's just like you know, they have like vegan ice cream and vegan chips. Well, guess what, bitch? That ain't food. <laughs> if they got ice cream and chips tomorrow. Nothing gonna happen to humanity. Ain't that ain't food, okay? And when they start selling you, I know you've heard that before because that's usually the sales pitch. They right. start with the, it's a pitch. Yeah. I, it's trust me. It's a cult. They yeah. have friends. Yeah, and other their other friends encourage this. I'm yeah. telling. You. Yeah, and it's being recognized now in some European countries as a faith. Interesting. Wow. Well, yeah. shout out to the non-cult vegans out there. Continue to eat your impossible. They're all kind of cultish to me. Uh, oh no, I have really good vegan friends. No, no, no. There's some people who are just. They just don't want to eat anything that's from like a, animal yeah. By- byproducts. Yeah, that's totally yeah. fine. And some people have like certain uh, yeah, allergies and like, yeah. you know, yeah. That's, but yeah, but this is something different. This is like people who are like live kind of worshiping. Live and breathe vegan. Right, like this. Correct? Is and that remember, what you're yes, talking and about? Remember the mass extreme. shooter who shot up Google? She was a vegan extremist. Oh, she shot up Google. She <laughs> shot up oh, Google God. because... They changed the policy of YouTube, which stopped her <laughs> from getting her vegan <laughs> videos out. There was some policing on her Woo! vegan videos. They had changed their policy, so she decides she went to shoot. She shot them up because she, she can't release like... her vegan videos. <laughs> See, not eating that meat done fucked her up. Yeah, See? that's I... wild. Listen, all <laughs> mine. My mind has been blown <laughs> from right. all the topics. Listen, Zuzu is taking it. She's not holding any bars. Every topic is open for discussion. It will be put in a movie. It will be put in a series. We're going to watch it. <laughs> I expect, I expect a limited series about girl. the cult of veganism. Oh, my can God. A limited so- series. Can I tell oh you something? Someone, I'm sure someone is, is already on the way. Yeah, I believe I it. I need you to do it, though. Yeah, I, I believe it. I will do my version of it, yeah. but I won't be kind. And that's why I probably shouldn't do and it. No, that's probably no. the version we're going to watch. That's what I want to see. Because actually, on that point, what I've noticed is that shows or movies with a clear point of view, even if you don't agree with it, are the ones that stand out. Yeah, you know? but these people are terrorists, and that's what you don't seem to realize. These people mm. are very serious about their mission, and like any cult of like mm-hmm. sort of knocking people down from their movement, mm-hmm. these people are serious. Yikes. And I don't know if I'm ready for the right. pushback, the backlash. Right, right. Yeah. It's just like it's. I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. I have to be real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, really real. real. You have a, <laughs> a. I mean, beyond the knowledge and the brilliance. 
that yes. is in your body. <laughs> okay? You have stand you. plenty to kind of like distinguish yourself in the the, mm-hmm. the script writing world because I don't know nobody who's talking about this. Like maybe there's a whole bunch, but yeah. there's, these there's are the not... like topics that are not really explored like that. Maybe in like exactly. Black Mirror, some side, and yeah. maybe I'm just not in the loop. No, there's not you know? that many people who are but... talking about this specific thing about right. faith because right. human beings need faith. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can't. You want to see despair and humanity die out? Right. Feel like you don't have hope and faith. The mm-hmm. thing is, is that as we learn more, this is why AI is really complicated. As AI gives give us more information, mm-hmm. it dispels a lot of mythologies that we grew up with that allowed us to have faith. That's why you have so many disaffected people. Mm-hmm. That's why tower reading and all these things become so important. Right. Because people still need to have hope and faith and connect to things but AI and just this sort of information society is sort of as you dispel things it's not replacing itself Mm. and it's Mm creating a lot of dysfunction in our society. So yep. the thing is, this has to even out in one way or another. Yep. Even if it means that you have to raise <clears throat> AI to a god, and that's one sort of iteration of the process, mm-hmm. something has to give because people are really lost right now, yep. and they're moving away from God mm-hmm. as we sort of traditionally understand God and faith. Right. They're, they're moving yes. away from it. So right. something has to replace it. Right. And the very fact that you're exploring these topics and, mm-hmm. like, putting them into stories that, you know... Are, are relevant. Sc- right, relevant. And then a screenwriting competition is like, oh, this is a potential finalist here. Shows, like, the importance of being original to yourself. Mm-hmm. Understanding, like, the things that you're interested in that are as niche and specific still have a place in what feels like a very saturated um, industry. Overall, yes, but you know? also faith-based things. I can't say it's it's for it's it is different in the sense that I'm talking about AI and theism. Right. But I noticed that there's a return to God. Yeah. They have the show on Netflix. What is the Messiah? Ooh, so I saw that. I, I thought it, it was actually quite good, okay. but the, the person who produced it is uh what you call they made Christian based right. Media. Movie. Yeah, so the movies. thing is, is that people are finding new ways to sort of connect with audiences based on things that we're talking about right now. Right. Our Middle East crisis is mm-hmm. a big issue. And that's how they decided to broach the subject of God. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about AI specifically and trying to broach the subject of God. But for me, it's always about sort of reconnecting and centering human beings around God mm-hmm. and faith. Mm-hmm. And understanding where that place is in our lives. And that just because we move forward in our culture, it doesn't mean that we're that removed from our ancestors, right. their ideas, and, and also our ancestors being very smart people and understanding how we keep the continuity of the species in food, in faith, yes, yeah. in love. Yeah. So yes. these are the conversations that I'm interested in having. I just didn't grow up in a traditional household, right. so I just broached the subject in a little different way. So. Right. <laughs> and hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. In fact, that's what I, I believe that's probably what made your work stand out. Yes, I you agree. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. I so, mean, at the end of the day, it's still always about people. It doesn't matter if you just want to talk about your pet. Right. Because that's my next movie that I'm writing. It's about a pet. Mm -hmm. It's about all dogs go to the cloud. And it's just about (laughs) a black kid who wanted to sort of, because you, okay, so 
it started out as a film called American Terrier. And I just had this idea of a film of a black kid in the hood wanting to win Best in Show in the Dog Show. But pit bulls, even though they're almost identical to American Terriers, pit bulls are not recognized. Mm, Definitely not. So he had sort of a little downfall. I changed that to his pit bull died. He was just a really smart kid. and He pairs up with someone and he creates those dogs that are really creepy. Um, popular in Asia, those animatronics, dogs. yeah, dogs, oh, okay. and he just creates his own little dog, but he makes it a terrier. The one in um, Asia is a beagle. Mm. He makes his a, ter- a terrier, and he mm. makes people fall in love with it. And he popularizes for once and for all the pit bull in America. And that's it's such a simple film about sort of love. Mm-hmm. And with dogs and stuff like that, but just using other things. These are just right. the things I mean, and it's just simple. It's a simple yeah. film. That's dope. That's that real. Also, amazing. don't try and steal the idea Zuzu on her stuff. <laughs> right. Okay, that's right. Copyright twenty twenty. Okay, Zelina Bell. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't even try. It. Okay, because y'all couldn't even do it like her anyway. So Facts. don't even. Facts. That sounds amazing, though. I cannot yeah. wait to read that one. Oh. Oh, I love dogs. Yes. Well, Any? everyone does. <laughs> true. Exactly. Yeah, except for y'all who are allergic. God bless. But <laughs> they still love them. Though. That's true. That's true. They're they're adorable. But any last sort of advice for screenwriters, aspiring screenwriters, people who are not even thinking about it in terms of navigating no. the competition space, just writing in general, or any last sort of Honestly, be honest with yourself. Don't think because one avenue is the popular avenue means it's your avenue. Mm-hmm. You, you can go through the competition realm. Listen, I'm not poo-pooing competitions. <laughs> also, it seems to me, if you do the math, if you can get a pool of friends together to do a just shoot a short film, yeah, and you get your money together and just show people what you can do, I find it could be equally or more effective than going through this avenue. Mm. Ultimately, this industry is about community mm-hmm, and yes. working with other people. And if you can sort of pull together people through meetups, through various avenues, even to be very honest, with you, I mean, I'm really a person of faith and really believe in that if you put your mind to things and you like a razor sharp focus, you can actually pull people towards you in Starbucks going to the grocery store mm. because you just have such a single focus in achieving a goal. I really do believe in that. Pull that together. You could do the competitions. You could also, and listen, I started out in the Mickey and Judy get together and make a movie mm. industry. Mm-hmm. Mickey and Judy could get together and make a movie. Mm-hmm. Sometimes <laughs> Mickey and Judy make a good movie. So the thing <laughs> is, is that yeah. just be honest with yourself and maybe that route isn't right for you, but you really need to have that conversation with yourself, mm-hmm. which is an extension of writing and being alone with yourself. Mm-hmm. Once you have that time alone and you're centering and finding yourself, you also ha- need to have these revelations. Yeah. Go towards it. That's amazing. Wow. And there you have it. There you have Drops it. Drops the damn mic. I mean. I mean, shit. <laughs> That's all y'all niggas need to know. Okay. And we would, we just want to thank Zulima for yes. joining thank us. Thank you for coming. This is really great. No, no. Amazing. Thank you, ladies. This is a great start to my 2020. Hey. <laughs> because 2019 was a ball of fire for me <laughs> and a lot of other oh, people. Same. same. Okay. That, what, what was up with 20? 2019 is going to go down as the year of what? 
WTF. Okay. <laughs> yes. Straight up WTF, exclamation point, exclamation yes. point, exclamation yes. point. Mm. Same. <laughs> Same. So we are yeah. all ready for this new year. Yes. It's looking bright for all of us. Right. Especially our dear Zuzu. Yeah. Keep us posted and yes. what's next. Mm-hmm. You know, we speaking finalist money mm-hmm. over Zuzu. Okay. Hottie, if money flows, hey. you will know. Okay. <laughs> yes. And there you have it. All right. Is there any way that you want people, if you want people to contact you, like any like new people looking for advice? Oh, absolutely. If you want to contact me, you you can always get in contact with me on Twitter. Okay. Is Zuzu underscore writer. Got it. It's the best way to get in contact with me. I check my DMs. I'm I'm not shady like that. I will I will go through those DMs and yes. talk to people. I almost got a a date, maybe not the date I I wanted. <laughs> I, 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 I love Come the on. I love the onion, and the onion has some weird S and M sort of joke, and I responded to it like a some femdom joke I made. Do you mm-hmm. know how many men contacted me who wow. wanted to be my um either <laughs> submissive? Oh Lord, or Gimp, I got a few Ooh. Gimp offers. Ooh. All right, and I These was just came like, with money though. They uh, uh, well, that's the thing about being a Gimp, because people pay you. Come on, okay, to tell them what to do. Cash app. Okay, come on, <laughs> come on with so it. So if you see me gimping, don't ask me. Okay, <laughs> we working. Don't ask. Don't okay. ain't easy. All right. We trying to fund some projects. Yes, ma'am. So reach out to Miss Zuzu on Twitter. That was Zuzu underscore writer. Mm-hmm. Please slide in her DMs about gimping if you want. I mean, yeah. whatever. <laughs> okay. Whatever you want to slide about. Femdom as a whole. Okay. <laughs> it could be quite broad. <laughs> so please reach out to her and yeah. follow Tinseltown Tea on the gram as well. Yes. We out here. We're going to have an amazing 2020. Right. Thank you again, Zuzu, for stopping Yay. by the stew. Thank you. We had such a ladies. Combo. Yes. Such a great combo. So much resources. So yes. many gems dropped. Like, mm-hmm. amazing. So, yeah, continue to follow us. Um, we'll see how everything comes together. But 2020 is going to be a great year, especially for She's creatives. going to yeah. be for uh, writers. Let us know. Like, if you guys are applying for competitions, let us know. If you make yeah. it through what you're even writing about, share it with the community. Yes. You never know how we can build and really support one another on mm-hmm. this journey. We do not want to be the only ones in the writer's room. Please. Yes. So, come and join us. And with that, that's the end of... Our That's first it. episode in 2020. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Right. That is insane. You vegan hoes don't come after us, okay? <laughs> Goddamn. Well, you better not come after me. Hello. Because <laughs> I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> and right there we have it. Don't come for Zuzu. <laughs> Good night, y'all. Take care, y'all.